Happy 2024, Ports fans, and welcome back into the Portside Pod, the official podcast of the Stockton Ports. I'm your host, Alex Jensen, and to kick off the calendar year, we start with a look back at last season as 2023 Ports manager Gregorio Petit joins the show. Happy 2024. Baseball season is right around the corner. And to kick this off, uh, to kick our, our Portside Pod off this season, we're going to be joined here by our manager from 2023 in the Stockton Ports, Gregorio Petit. Gee, what's up, man? It's good to see you. 2024, baby, already. Got to do what you got to do now, right? Got to start working again. It's a new year. Uh, having fun with the family, having fun with my kids, still on the baseball field as, as always. Uh, but everything good. I hope everything is going well for you, too. Everything is great. And I, 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 it's no surprise that you've been on the baseball field quite a bit. I mean, that is what you do. You're, you were, <laughs> you know, this season when I got to the ballpark, you were already on the field. When I left the ballpark, uh, you were still in your office. So you you are a uh, a student of your grind, I guess, as, as they say. And uh, and you've been doing camps as well, right, this offseason? I can't stay put, man. I uh, I like to pass what I know to, to people. I, I like to teach what I learn. I was blessed to be around a lot of great coaches. And having that in my brain, I can't keep that for myself. It's not, not fair. You know, and if I can impact somebody's life, uh, then he's trying to accomplish the dream of making it to the big leagues. Why not? Why not be a tool for that person? Well, that's I mean, that's one thing that, that you and your whole staff and a lot of guys, obviously, uh, you know, in the A's organization have to offer is that you've played at that highest level. But this past season was your first time managing that a ball level. So you've got guys that are just coming out of the complex guys, just breaking into professional baseball, getting a taste of being with an affiliate for the first time. How do you feel like your experience, Kuz's experience and, and even OZ and, and uh, Ruben's experiences, but you guys play at the highest level. How do you think that had an impact on, on your guys last season at that level, at the, at the single a level? I think uh, to be honest, I think it, it was a, great year for all of us you know like players and coaches yourself included uh the whole staff i think it, it was a very very good year regardless of the record that we had as a team i think we had we, we saw amazing things happening we saw a beginning where it was darkness where things were not going our way at all and you know there were a couple of movements uh there were some decisions that had to be made but the one decision that to me was the most important one everybody was in everybody was up to it nobody gave up nobody ran away nobody put the head down it was hard i get it but there were some some guys, some players that, you know, they were getting frustrated because they're not getting the result they're looking for, they're expecting for. But there was always somebody lifting that person up. And that made me so proud of that group, the whole group, coaches and uh, and players included, you know. Uh, to me, it was an amazing experience from, from my personal career, right? I had 
I had Ruben, who was my manager when I was in rookie ball back in 2003. Now I had him as a coach, as my right hand. And he was right there for me to see things that I wasn't seeing or to confirm things that um, I was trying to do. Uh, he was a great bridge between me and the players, uh, the Latino players. Even when I'm an Spanish-speaking person, right? I'm a, I'm a Venezuelan guy. I'm a Latino too. Uh, and then playing with, uh, working with Kuz, who we were teammates before. He's passionate as I am. He's very, he, he, we're different though. He's more quiet than I am, but he will see things and he'll come to me and I will see, I will see things. I would come to him. And it, it, it was great. The fact that we were able to communicate, he never felt that I was the manager. He couldn't have an opinion on something that we should be doing better. And I never hesitated when I saw something that I think could help our, our hitters to get better. Same thing with Ozzy, experienced guy. He knows what we're trying to do. Uh, great communication with everybody. And the most important part, we we stay we stay put in 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 meaning on the emotion wise, right? We we stay even the whole season, and I think I that impacted a lot of the players because that's the feedback we had from some of them for the majority of them uh that it was easier for them to keep going when they see four coaches still pushing them and still having their head up not getting upset about the results and understanding that the game sometimes is going to go one way that is different than the one we're looking for um I didn't have that before. I mean, I'm, I'm still young, a young manager, right? I'm still learning a lot of things, but I always believe that I don't need to change much to become a manager from where, what I was as a player. You know what I mean? Personality-wise, I don't think there's that much difference. I just think I, I need to be, I need to have a feel for how I'm going to approach my players, how I'm going to help them, how, when is the time to say something? When is the time not to say anything? When is the time to let them grind and fail and, you know, figure around their own? And when is the time for me to jump in and don't let them fall too far down because it might be tough for them to get back up. So I think that's the toughest part, but overall, man, uh, it was it was a good year. I mean, uh, we promoted almost nine guys, right? Something like that. I can't. I don't have there. the number. I don't have the number. Been, I think it was more than ten. I don't have the number right in front of me either. But there were there were a lot that made the jump to Lansing. Yeah, I I know I know at some point I didn't have, nobody in my starting lineup started the the year with with us, and uh, and it felt great. I mean, some guys got demoted, but. You know, the guys that went up, I'm going to stay with the positive, correct? I, our job is to get them up. And, uh, you know, you saw at the beginning, we, we I'm getting to know them and getting to see what they can do, uh, how, what type of player they are, uh, what can I get from this guy, what can I get from that guy. And then when everything started to click, now we started winning games. Everything started playing better, and then, you know, we got Milone with a great year. I think he was our MVP, I would say, right? Uh, 
Huelvas had a great year. Uh, Thomas had a good year. And the pitching side, we have Dicochea, we got Garland, we got... Um, James Gonzalez had a great year. James doing a great job. And, yeah. uh, we had uh, Guante doing a solid job through the whole year, even on a tough league, because it's a tough league to pitch. Oh, yeah. Both flies everywhere you go. And, you know, playing at Stockton... <laughs> You gotta you gotta pitch the right way. You gotta you gotta understand and you can't change who you are or how you pitch or because of the field. And and I think that's part of the experience they gotta gain on, on that. But but man, I, I couldn't be prouder of them. I, I couldn't be happier for them. You know, the last season, I mean the last game of the season, you saw the the the, the intensity they went and played that game. They wanna get to the 50. They got they wanna win 50 games. Uh as silly as it sounds, when we started the season, it didn't look like we were going to get to 50. And they did. We did. And the fact that they went out and compete and then gained 132, to me, that was impressive. To me, the, I don't know if it was happiness because it was the last game and they're going home, or I don't know if, <laughs> if it was out of out of pride and, you know, we're going to go, go, we're going to go home uh, winning, and you know, there's always a rivalry be between uh, the Ports and and the Giants. Uh, it, it always has been since I played the game. It's always a big rivalry, right? So everything to me, it was a great learning experience, a, a great uh, season for me to learn so many so many things dealing with guys like you say, 18, 19, Latin guys and. They haven't played any other league, but a little bit of rookie ball. We got the Pinedas. We got the Poisson, who's been dealing with how can we get that talent that he has to click and become the player that we believe he could be, right? Mm -hmm. And Mujica's and, another guy. Yeah. Yeah, Mujica and, and you know, Scorche, yeah. um, Beltran. Buelvas, who's he? Buelvas is only twenty years old. Like he's still a young kid, right? Um, I believe so. I believe he's twenty, either twenty-one or something like that. But he's still young. They're very young guys, and <clears throat> sometimes they don't know how to deal with adversity. We, as adults, we still sometimes don't know how to deal with adversity. That's right. the toughest thing to do in life. How how can you? I always say this: It's easy to be good when things are going good. But the best of you have to come out when things are not going good. And I always say that to my players. You know, I always believe that that's the way to go. It's easy. Yeah, you laugh, you smile, you close your eyes, you hit the ball, and you're going to fall when you're doing good. Now, when you're not doing good, that's when you have to bring the best of you. Let me ask you this. You, you mentioned, um, you know, kind of understanding the, the the clubhouse, when when to get on, guys, when to be supportive, when to let them fail. Every time I went into the clubhouse, you're bouncing around, you're in the coach's office, you're in the clubhouse. You know, as a manager, how 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 important is it for you to feel connected to your players and understand what's going on in there? It's a long season, right? That that's a big part of of why you're successful, right? Uh, and I think you use the right word, connected. I want them to know that I'm there, even when I'm not there there with them all the time. I want them to know that 
we are one. There's only a fine line that divides me from them, you know, just because I'm the head guy of the group. But I don't want them to see me as somebody superior to them. I want them to know that I'm right there. We are all together to fight for whatever we need to fight. And I want to know, I want to know, I want to hear, you know, sometimes when you're walking around, you hear things, you see, you see guys looking down, you see guys and are not smiling when everybody else is smiling. So do you, you pick on things and they might be key to, to help a player that he might be dealing with something besides just baseball, or maybe he's dealing with what's going on with the game so bad and he doesn't know how to do it and the fun is getting away from him once the fun gets away many stuff it's a tough sport if you let that go away uh, it gets complicated so i try my best to stay as close as i can to them i always tell them my my, my office is always open you got to come to me whenever you want whenever you need it i i can't i can't be the one always going there to get you because i don't know i don't want to push you away i don't want you to think oh here he comes again you know, even when I want to do it all the time because I don't want to let you down. I don't want I want you to succeed, but I don't want to push you away by trying to do something good. Chase Chevrolet knows the importance of teamwork from sales and service to parts and repairs. Chase Chevrolet works with you so your vehicle works for you perfectly with their easy pass. You can reserve and order the vehicle you want how you want it. Now that is what it means to work together. Find new roads with Chase Chevrolet buy into it you mentioned um you know searching for those kind of i guess small victories even when a guy's struggling i think about a guy like bj cook right who probably didn't have the numbers that that he wanted this season and he's just one example there are several guys right. like this but he became a better shortstop i felt as the year went on even though he may not have been hitting and he was always out there working with you like before bp every single day it felt like that work ethic, how, how important is it for, for young guys like that in seeing those just like little incremental improvements that are going to help them feel better about their game as they move forward in their career? Put it this way. Our goal is to get them better, right? But I can do it, or we can, we, us coaches can do it if the player doesn't want to do it, Right. BJ is just one of those kids that he wants to get better. He wants to work. I have to push him away. Say, no, we're not going to do anything today. Why? Because you don't need it. He's, de he's dealing with, with a lot of things that he wants to get so much better. And, and sometimes I can go against you, but it's, it's amazing. It's great to have kids like, like him. You know, we had a bunch, like you say, just an example that BJ when he got there, he was making errors like crazy, right? And when we finished the season, he's making plays that he wasn't making earlier. No, not because he got lucky or anything like that, not because he couldn't make it before. He's still learning the position. He's not a true shortstop. He's still learning how to play that position. And the fact that he was at the end of the season doing it and showing improvement is huge. But then guess what? Is the work ethic that he had, he has, and they're willing to get better. They're, they're wanting to get better. And it, it's always great to work with guys like him. Same thing was with Milone. Milone didn't have a position when we got to Stockton, right? Right. We didn't know. We didn't know what Milone 
could play. And I told him in the spring training, I, I think you can play some defense, man. I What position you play? I start asking him questions. And then in the start, and I said, we're going to work and you're going to become an infielder. You're going to play a few positions and show them that you can play defense because you can hit. Now you got to show them that you can play some defense. So that big league dream gets closer. And it's another guy then, you know, he's a, he's a more laid back guy than BJ, but he did get better too. He, every time I had him out, he was working hard to get better and he had questions and <laughs> I got I got a funny funny anecdote or story with uh, Malone because we're taking ground balls and he bounced like three baseballs in a row, and I go, hey, what are you doing? Make an adjustment, miss height if you're gonna miss. You can't miss three times bouncing the ball. So you got to make an adjustment. Next one, if you miss down, the next miss, it can't be down. It has to be high because you're trying to make an adjustment. Throw it on the stands. I don't care, <laughs> but throw it. I'd rather you miss high because you're trying not to miss down again. That tells me that you're trying to make an adjustment. So next rumble, he threw it almost to the cages up there. And that's so I, I for one second, I took like, uh, what was that? Like, I, I, that's not what I meant. I mean, the, the the body language was a little bit like he was angry. And then I went, chill. And I went out of boy. That's what I'm talking about. Now, now take another one and look, this one is going to be around the chest. And I hit him another grumble. He hit him around the chest. He's smiling now, right? And he's just... It just how how can you get guys sometimes to unlock things that they need to unlock at the right moment? That for him was huge. And I remember, I don't know if I should say this or not, but um he texted me when he was in Lansing. He said, I miss you. I miss you. I, I wish I had you here. You know, he because he relied a lot on the information I would give him. He would be right. a guy that he will come to me asking me for things during the game. He will he wants to pick up on my brain to see what I'm thinking and what I'm seeing. What are you seeing here? What are you seeing there? So why why do you want me to play here? What do you want me to play there? You know, that's the kind of relationship I want with my players. I want them to know that they can come to me during the game and ask questions and 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 make adjustments during the game. Because I don't want that same play to happen twice, and then you make the same mistake. And I always tell them, I mean, if I'd rather you come to me, I'd rather come to you during the game and explain to you what, why you made the mistake that let you go, and then next day we talk about it. I said, why? Why don't we attack it right away? I'm not getting on you at all. I just, I just want to tell you right away, so hopefully you get another shot. And then what happened if you get another shot and you get it right? You got scouts watching. You got people watching you, people taking notes on you. They're going to say the guy made a mistake, but he made a quick adjustment on the, on the same ground ball later. That's what I want from my players. That's uh, It's hard for them to understand sometimes because they get the emotions to kick in. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody wants to hear anything when you make a mistake, right? No one. 
Or we say, oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, nah, yeah. You know, you know, you know, but you don't know what you did. You don't know the reason why you made a mistake. Or maybe you're wrong about the reasoning of why you made a mistake. If I can help you, I would. Like, I want to do it. I don't want to let you make the same mistake twice. And so, you want them to you you want them to make some of those mistakes too, right? I mean, when they make the right type of mistake, like you're talking about with Malone, it shows you that they're trying to improve. They're trying to make the adjustment uh, right. that that you want them to make to to help them become a better player. Yep. And like, you saw me taking grumbles with them. You know, sometimes they're visual. Sometimes, you know, I I think that's one of the biggest thing I enjoy. Being a shortstop with them, just having fun with them, showing them then it's doable. I mean, if an almost 40 years old guy that haven't played five years and he's not taking ground balls every day, he's not throwing a baseball every day, can still do it. That means you can too. And and they see the challenge. When I jump in with them now, they want to beat me, right? And and you see, you see the focusing on getting the ground ball the right way, making the right throw and all that. And I go so. If you if you can do these when I come here just because you want to beat me, why don't you have the same mentality every time you're taking a ground ball? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's, there are so many different ways to show players what to do or how to do it that I think sometimes coaches miss out and they, they rely a lot on they got to learn on their own sometimes. And say, but this career, you don't know how long it's going to be for you. You don't know how many chances you're going to have. You might be a player that will get just one shot. So why would you not help that guy to make sure when that shot comes, he's ready? You know, just because you want him to, to learn on his own sometimes. I mean, there's no right or wrong, right, in, uh, on, on that decision. There's different type of coaching. I just, I just know I was a guy that I wasn't a prospect. I wasn't the guy to be. Uh, I have to do it. I, ha I have to show people every time, multiple times, what I could do to stay in the game and survive and make it to the big leagues, right? So there's there's there are more guys like me than they're the opposite. There are more right. guys and are not the guy, right? That the guys that are supposed to be the next generation of the big league club. So. That balance is also complicated. How you how you spend your time on this guy, how you spend your time on this guy, which guy needs the most help, and and all that. Which guy sometimes they know they're gonna be the guy. They don't want to work as hard as the other guys. So it, it, it's complicated, but it's so much fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I enjoy it. It's draining my brain every single every single time, but. Once I get to my bed at night and I can re recap everything I did and I see when I write in my report that this guy is doing better, you know, like I can I can write something good about a guy. It just makes me go to sleep at uh, ease. That's got to be rewarding. I mean, the most rewarding yes. thing you can you can do as a manager, right, is to watch those guys improve. You also uh, you also. Showed them by uh, doing in, in the batting cage as well, a couple of uh, wearing out the arena a little bit down the left field line a couple of times. I saw you. <laughs> Got to stay on the pull side, though. And only when the machine <laughs> was throwing the curveball, the curveball. <laughs> so you and get that bat head the, out front. Most of the time at Stockton. <laughs> That's a but great it, Stockton's a great place to hit. 
So, and when I do that, is some days I was just pissed off. I was mad at them complaining about the machine, not throwing strikes, not throwing this, not throwing that. And I went, look, you hit every day of the machine. We are in July, and you're going to keep talking about the machine. You're going to still complaining about the machine. Watch. And then when I hit it, they, they can't say nothing anymore. Right. It's my way to it's my way to the, to tell them. Be quiet, and compete and work. That's it. Stop putting things in your head that are not helping you. It's all mental. It's all it's all here, and as soon as you blame the machine, not throwing the ball where you want it, you're giving up. Now, you put you know you're not taking. Uh, uh, ownership on what you're doing, you know, you know, yeah. keeping yourself ac accountable, right? How how important is you know, we just talked about Sam Gibbon and, and his role, you know, him and Jai Correa, all the all the guys doing video uh, throughout the system. How important is the work they do in helping you, you know, <laughs> get guys to improve and showing them, hey, this is what I'm talking about. Um, it goes very underrated. I think the job that those guys do is extremely important, right? The way the game is going now, we need them. Uh, but most importantly, the type of players that are playing the game now, they need those guys. They need it because that's all they know. They know and they need the information. They want it so bad. They rely on that information so bad. So when you got when you have a guy like Sam, for example, he made my job so much easier in so many different ways. So many different ways. Sam will go out of his way to to help me without myself asking him to do something this small, but so important for me. And to me, that is very, very good and very blessed to have him uh i didn't have when I, on my on my other couple of years coaching i didn't have that i had to do i had to do a lot of the videoing and and, and you know talk to the coach i had to hit the grumble film cut the video show the video everything that sometimes i couldn't do no videoing i'm more focused my brain and, and I don't think it's just my brain. I think it's the way it is. If I'm talking to you, Alex, and I'm thinking about something else, I'm going to lose focus. I'm going to lose a little bit. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be fully in the conversation we're having because I'm worried about something else that I have to do. So maybe, just maybe, I will miss a keyword. I will miss a key information. Or I will make you miss a little bit of the information I could give you because I'm not fully paying attention to it. So having Sam with me in the early works, huge. Why? I'm only focusing on teaching. He's doing the video, Google Drive, they watch it now. I watch once I get to my office. I watch what we did. Then I pick on what I want to discuss with those guys. And I or I ask them, did you see what we did yesterday? What did you see? So it's a great information to have. But if you don't if you don't have a guy like Sam 
then we'll go out of his way to 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 get us better or to do his job the best way possible. It gets complicated, man. It, it's not easy. Some days, some days, I will go on my computer. Uh, you know, when we exchange uh, lineups with the other teams, sometimes he will get it before me. He, he will get it send before it me to, too. Yeah, so he will send it to the group. The group would have right? So we can have it. When I go into my computer to type the lineup, it was already there. Sam, thank you very much. You know what I mean? Like he, I, I, I well, Sam, you did the lineup. I told him, I asked him, what did you do? He goes, yeah. I got it. I saw you didn't have it. I was doing nothing. I just type it in really quick. Now, are you okay with that? I say, absolutely. I mean, thank you. It's huge. Fifteen minutes, ten minutes, five minutes, whatever I spend on putting that lineup in, I can use it on something else, and that's huge. Five minutes with a player can make a huge impact. Sometimes, if it's the right conversation, if it's the right topic, you know. Hey, G, I I, I really appreciate having you on. We are going to have Sam Given on uh, later in the, uh, I think probably next week or the week after, talk exactly about what he does because such. A valuable role, as you mentioned. Uh, but being back in Stockton as a manager, you were you were you played for the Ports. What did the fan support of the community mean to you this time around as a manager? It was a, it was a big difference, you know. Uh, when I played there in '06, it was a brand new stadium. Uh, a lot of fans were coming in. Uh, it was almost sold out almost every night. Uh, it was cool to have that. I missed that this year, but the ones that came, they were so passionate about it. They make up, they made up for the ones that were not there. And and it was cool to see how much they knew about the players, how, how much they knew about the record we had or the streak that we we're playing. And you know, and you know I like to interact with them. I love interacting with the fans. I love that as a player. I still love it as a, as a manager. Um, and, you know, I'm thankful. Uh, it, it brought amazing memories to me. Um, it was cool being back there. Uh, I'm happy that they were the, the fans were the way, the way they were this year, the support we had. Uh, I understand uh, to gain more fans, you have to win games. That's the reality, right? When you're winning, you get more fans. But then some cities you're winning, you still don't get anything. Um, it just depends on where you are. So I think, I think regardless of winning, losing, uh, the fans that will be at the stadium will be the true fans. You know, the, the ones that really want to see these guys coming up. They want to be part of that. They want to, they want to grow up and see. Uh, I saw this kid playing back then. Uh, they want to see the kids watching these guys who nobody knows who are going to become the next superstar, right? And having a chance to see them at their, at their beginning is it, it, cool. It's huge. And they support them. I tell my players all the time, and I tell even my kids and everybody, and I can I can say this, I say, Every day you have to come out and give your best on what you're doing because you don't know whose life you're going to impact today, for example. 
I don't know. Once once we're done with this, this is gonna go in the air somewhere, right? Some someday. And who's gonna who's gonna listen? We don't know that. So whoever is watching this, I hope, I hope that they got something good out of this. I hope I did something special for them. Me and you did something special for them to to hear and get the information about it and and impact somebody's life for good. So I leave my house today. I don't know who I'm gonna meet today. I don't know who I'm gonna what I'm gonna say to X X person. So when you when you go out and play on, on fields and fans uh, like we had this year, I mean they did they did every possible thing to to give them what they deserve. Now were they some days that they were not as good as we wanted to be? Absolutely. But I guarantee you from the bottom of my heart that everybody that was involved in that club was giving the 100% to put up on a good show for for the fans. And for those being there, thank you. Thank you very much for it. Gee, always great to talk to you, my friend. Thank you for taking right. the time. Best of luck uh, as uh, you know your career winds along and hope our paths cross soon. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, Alex. Thanks for tuning into this edition of the Portside Pod. As we continue our countdown to opening day 2024, don't forget to follow the ports on social media as this season's promotional calendar is being released over the next couple of weeks. Also a reminder that season tickets and mini plans are available by going to StocktonPorts.com or calling 209-644-1900. Until our next episode, I'm Alex Jensen, and thanks for listening to the Portside Pod.